Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. That's right. I still have that deep, sexy, that's, uh, I don't know, maybe just horse voice. I don't know what it is, but not a great voice for a Christian radio talk show host. But I love hearing just the Lord move and work all around us. And I'm so excited about today's show. I want to make sure I was in studio. As many of you know, Martha and I celebrated the birth of our grandson yesterday, Noah Elias Brangenberg. And we had the privilege of just kind of taking the day off and making a 500-mile round trip and getting up and holding our grandson seven hours after he was born. And uh, we we're so excited for our son, Joshua, and his incredible wife, Amelia, as they welcome Noah into the world and everybody's healthy and everybody is safe. And it was exciting to be there that close uh, after the birth. It was very, very exciting. Number three grandchild for Martha and I, and so excited to welcome Noah as part of the family. You know, today, as we look, you know, every business leader, every every leader in an organization and a business They've got an opportunity to be the pastor to the people that they work with. However, as the business and the organization grows, it's hard to keep pace with all the spiritual needs of the people and maintain the smooth running workplace. You know, today we're going to talk about marketplace chaplains and we're going to talk about the impact as a company grows, whether it's smaller or whether it's larger, of actually intentionally ministering to those people that are working for us. As business owners and as business leaders, Marketplace Chaplains helps us to be more effective and more efficient in ministering specifically the needs of our people. Today we've got joining us a couple of guests. For the whole show today, we've got Doug Fagerstrom. He's the CEO and executive president of Marketplace Chaplains. These guys are based out of Texas, but they touch the lives of over 650,000 employees across the world in over 300 company locations, serving over 770 different companies with 1,500 chaplains. These guys are touching the lives of so many people. And that's what I loved about Marketplace Chaplains. They're, they're, they're vibrant right here in Tampa Bay, but they're all over the country. They're all over the world. And it's so important that we recognize that as leaders within our business, let's just say that you're just a leader of a department and you're not the owner, you're not the CEO. You've still got the ability to touch the lives of those that you work with. And that's what Marketplace Chaplains does. It helps 
the president, the CEO, the owner of the business to be more effective, to be more efficient in their ministry efforts. Doug Fagerstrom, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, hello, and thank you for that introduction. Delighted to be with you today. Well, we're just excited. I love what Marketplace Chaplains is doing. You guys are making such a huge impact in the country, in in companies all across the country. And I know that you guys are touching lives of people that you'll never get headlines for. You'll never get credit for it here on earth. But you're touching the lives of people that are that are in the weeds that that need to know that there's really a God out there, that there's yeah, a God that yeah. loves them. And, and you guys you guys have a really cool job. You, you really do. You know, you know, when you say that, one of my, my favorite stories in the Bible is in John 5, where Jesus went down to uh, a place of suffering where there were just a, Bible says, a multitude of people, and he singled out one man who had been there for 38 years. And Jesus said, do you want to get healed? And the man said, I have no one to help me. And, you you know, we've done surveys, and 70% of Americans in the workforce of the 125 million non-government employees that get up every Monday morning and go to work, 70% have no one in their life who will listen to them, help them with today's uh, troubles, uh, yesterday's issues, and, and tomorrow's concerns. And that's where the chaplain comes in. Well, and a lot of people don't really understand what a chaplain can do in a business. And, and, and so I think maybe why don't we just, why don't you just talk about what is this ministry all about? What exact, I mean, a lot, honestly, growing up, Hearing the name chaplain, the only, yeah, you know right where I'm going. Growing up, I'm going to MASH. I'm going to, I'm going to Father Mulcahy on MASH. That's the only chaplain I ever even saw demonstrated. And, of course, that wasn't exactly what you guys do. So what is it exactly that Marketplace Chaplains does each yeah, and every day yeah, in the I workplace? Say, unlike, unlike General Patton in World War II, before they went into any battle, the last thing he said was, Bring me the chaplains now. <laughs> and uh, he wanted healthy people going into the workplace. Well, what we simply do is we, we will have a conversation with, with a company owner or the HR department who is concerned about their employees. And they want them to be the healthiest people possible because they know at the end of the day, a healthy employee uh, creates a healthy workplace, which creates productivity, reduces absenteeism, and and just uh, creates a better return on their investment at the end of the day, ultimately helping that company make money. And, and uh, employees uh, who are in a good place in life will contribute to that. The area that HR usually isn't able to help is in the personal area of an individual's life. So when they're dealing with some deep, dark issues or struggles, whether they be at home or maybe their concern is uh, the, the recreational drugs they're using or uh, alcohol has taken over or their wife has just left them, or their husband has just beat them, or or their children are just spinning out of control, they are scared to death to share that number one concern of their life with the company because they're afraid they're going to lose their job or be uh, marked against that next uh, raise or um, promotion or opportunity. 
So they keep their mouth shut. They struggle themselves. They don't dare tell anybody else. But when a chaplain comes through, uh, our chaplains have a, a code and a covenant of confidentiality, non-judgmental, and now they have someone in their life who they can talk to, who will listen, who will care, and who will help walk with them through that area of their life, and HR and the company owner will never know what's happening. Well, and, and that's um, really, that, that's, you know, in the old days, you know, HR was a place you could go and talk to yeah. somebody, almost like a listening ear. But these HR, first of all, because of attorneys and insurance uh-huh. people, they've eliminated that possibility because of all of, you know, just there's just so many different people have been sued for so many different things. But uh-huh. it also put, put the HR person in a precarious position because she, he or she was not prepared to be a counselor or an advisor or a financial advisor. Yeah. Uh, but these, the, the kinds of people that you hire as marketplace chaplains, these are seasoned veterans of one sort or another. They're, they're ministry-minded folks that have a heart for the Lord, but they're creating a ministry place within the workplace. And, and and I don't know if you heard it. I know that Ace was dialing in when we were, when we were starting up the show, but you know, one of the things that in a small workplace, a business owner can sometimes fulfill that role. He can be the pastor in a very small business, but very quickly when the business grows, it's impossible to keep up with it. But that's, sure. you guys become the pastor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a safe place that the company can provide for every one of their employees. And, you know, there's there's five aspects to every human being. You've got the physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual. And, and every human being recognizes that, whether you're a Christian or not. And, and companies, by and large, uh, address the physical in different ways. They even have gymnasiums in there and, and, and workout rooms and, and uh, uh, health care. And in the mental, they have programs to learn and to grow. And uh, the emotional, uh, they do have some counseling and opportunities like that. The social, they have ball teams and all kinds of social gatherings and fun events. And and uh, just because it's Friday, they'll get together and, and have, you know, fun times, whether it's root beer floats or whatever. Companies do great in that area that are really growing and being progressive, but when it comes to the spiritual area, they're clueless. Well, it's because they think it's off limits. They think that it's something they can't touch. This is a ministry that really helps meet the spiritual needs of everybody in the workplace. Marketplace Chaplains is has over 1,500 chaplains placed serving 770 companies in over 3,000 company locations, totaling touching the lives of over 650,000 employees. And Doug, as we have that conversation today, my goal is just to let people know that you're out there. But what's the what's the coolest, the best thing that people need to know about Marketplace Chaplains today, Doug? Hey, Doug? Well, we'll jump right to Glenn Pav, because we've got Glenn Pav on the line today. Glenn is a local marketplace chaplain right here in Tampa Bay. And I asked Glenn to join us so that he could share from his personal experience on, hey, what is it like to be a chaplain? What's the ministry like? And how can your company get involved? Glenn Pav, welcome to I Work For Him. 
Thank you so much, Jim. It's like old home week here on 510. I used to be the office manager for Salem Communication, had a radio show on there as well, uh, writing the right, bringing our country back to the right of center. And so I'm glad to be talking with you, Jim, about this vital topic and vital need in our country today. Well, so talk to me about, like, how did you first get connected to Marketplace Chaplains? It's a good question. Well, Nine years ago, Jim, I was ministering uh, to our Christian-owned secular company. I was the IT director for that company and had a burden for all of the staff that were working diligently through uh, the corporate headquarters here in Clearwater. And I thought to myself, Lord, you know, I could do this uh, as well as my job by by caring for each of the staff. And I thought this would be a, a good idea to, to do that. So I, I felt like um, I could be a chaplain to them. And so then I found that Marketplace Chaplains was already in that particular ministry, and I hooked up with them nine years ago. So talk to me about, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I love, I mean, really, you get to be a pastor, but you're not stuck between four walls. You get to be a pastor, but your congregation is always on the move. You get to be a pastor, yet you are not restricted by denominations. You just get to share Jesus where you go. You get to share the love of Jesus wherever you go. How many different businesses and organizations do you get to serve within on a weekly or monthly basis? Well, currently I serve anywhere from 7 to 12 companies uh, per week or per uh, every two weeks or in a month, a month time. And they vary from uh, an auto body company to insurance companies to a dental company to uh, a payroll, an HR company, to medical transcription, to hotels and motels. So it's a variety of all different kinds, even a, a remote one with, uh, with a company that does every employee is remote and put out there. So I do a newsletter to them so to, get, to build our rapport with one another. So we have a variety of different businesses and organizations that I uh, have an opportunity to minister to. Now, we're talking today about Marketplace Chaplains, and we've got one of their chaplains on the line right now, Glenn Pav, and he's local here in Tampa Bay, and Glenn and I have shared some airwaves together over the last several years. Yes. Glenn, as you look at the ministry that you get to do, why don't you just describe, I, I, don't mention any names, don't mention any company right. names, but just describe what you get to do, because I want the listeners that are hearing this today to make sure, and they're listening to this across the country and around the globe, I want them to be able to describe to their boss, hey, this is something we could really use to have Absolutely. right here where I work. So describe, just take a couple of different situations and, and give them one at a time. Well, sure, sure. Well, a, a quick background. After retiring as a pastor for 20 years in the Midwest, I became a businessman down here in Florida for 20 more years. And so I considered Marketplace Chaplain to be a wonderful ministry, a mix of pastoral work and business people. I knew the heart of the business. I knew the heart of the CEO and uh, the vice presidents of these companies and the individual people in business, but I also had the heart as a pastor. And so as a chaplain with Marketplace Chaplains, I have the opportunity to be able to relate to people that would have never darkened the corner of my own church sure. in the past. You know, and here are these seventy uh, percent, as uh, our CEO Doug Fagerstrom said at the beginning of the show. Seventy percent of one hundred and twenty-five million people uh, in non-government employees have 
don't darken the corner of the church. And so even my own pastor has said, you have a ministry that is unique and, and uh, one that I'm not touching as the pastor, and we're working together, in a sense, as a team. Well, so, but that's really the body of Christ. I mean, we're all given right. different skills, and that's what Jesus said. Hey, listen, there's going to be—and Paul really wrote about it in detail, but we're working together. We're, we're, right. we're showing unity within the body, yes. and this is part of that unity. Yes. The, we can't reach the lost if we don't go where the lost are. Exactly. And And—, and we know they're not going to church. So yes. if they're not going to go to church, why do we keep expecting them to go through the door to that church? Right. And we they're working bring their, Jesus to them. Right. They're working there 40 hours a week uh, or 50, away from the church or 60. to church for two or three hours a week. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, what? How, how is our heart ticking in the process? So what's this I have, look like? Just, yeah, just, I have the opportunity as a chaplain to not only go to a work site— uh, where where they are in their cubicles, they're in their factory. These employees are there, and uh, as long as I don't disturb them away from their their priority of work, uh, I can spend time to build my friendship evangelism with them. Not only there at the work site, but if um, they have family in the hospital, I will visit their family or themselves in the hospitals. I've gone to the the jail here in Pinellas County, and I've visited some of the family members there to counsel with them. I've done funerals for some of those folks who have trusted us as chaplains because they don't have any other spiritual director in their lives. I've been well, a wedding I'm just going to just ask you, isn't it true that when people are at that low point, they really are looking? They're oh, really they searching for answers. And a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't need the church, I don't need the church, but it is, and I'm only 50, but I've seen it so much in the last right. 20 years that as people get to the end of their rope, they are looking for God. They are. They are certainly doing that. For example, because we're so widespread throughout the country and now internationally, there was a referral of a, of a gentleman from Tennessee who was coming down to Florida to renew his vows with his wife in a ceremony on the beach. And they asked, uh, they had marketplace chaplains in their Tennessee employment, and he asked, can we get a chaplain locally down here in Florida to uh, go through the ceremony of a renewal of our 25-year anniversary vows, and I want to make it a surprise for my wife. And so we were on the beach, and we, we had a renewal of vows, and it was wonderful. And so I was referred to there. He didn't know me, but Marketplace Chaplain was our common bond. And our chaplains work together in that all throughout the country. And so, so for example, Jim, if yep. you were one of the, my employees and you had a father that was sick in Chicago, I can get a chaplain within 12 hours to go visit him upon your permission and your dad's permission to go to Chicago in that hospital and visit them and minister to them in their time of drastic need. So, that is, it's staggering when you look at the network that you guys have at Marketplace Chaplains, and that's why I wanted Doug Fagerstrom to join us today. And Doug, it's got to be really exciting to hear the passion. Glenn is just one of 1,500-plus chaplains that you have, but it's got to be exciting, Doug, to hear Glenn's excitement about the mission that he has working at Marketplace Chaplains. You know it is, and, and Glenn is, is, is one of our, our poster guy chaplains. I mean, he just exudes everything that we're about, and uh, I wish every 
a new chaplain coming on could hang out with Glenn for two weeks before they start their own assignments. Uh, I do one thing every month, and I, I told the team that when I came on board here uh, a little over a year and a half ago, I said, don't let a month go by, but I'm in a workplace following and shadowing a chaplain. So they tease me, and they call me undercover boss. And, and Do you just, shave and change the color of your hair? Yeah, well, no, no, I, I don't, because they don't know who I am. <laughs> but they, they just introduced me as Doug, and he's shadowing me today. Well, yesterday I was on my monthly call for the month of March, and, and we walked through a company, met a number of employees, and as we were walking out, a lady got up from her desk, came over and said, Chaplain, can I talk to you? And, and he goes, sure. And I tried to step back and get out of the picture, and she said, no, you can join us. And so I stepped in. She didn't know me. First time she'd ever met me. She was a brand new employee of two weeks in that company. She said, do you guys help marriages? And the chaplain said, well, we, we're here to listen. We're here to do whatever we can to help you. She said, my marriage is falling apart. Would you meet with me and my husband? They exchange wow. information. To my knowledge, they probably met today for coffee somewhere to help this couple put their marriage back together. And, and that is just one most recent story that is happening every day in, in over 3,000 locations in our country. Now, Glenn, that's, I mean, the stories that you could tell, if, I'm, I'm sure you probably should be writing a book, but <laughs> how, what has the impact been on your life? A, yeah. As you've got an opportunity to go in and out of, you said, nine or ten different workplaces on a monthly basis, touch the lives of hundreds of people, how is it impacting your walk with Christ? Well, you know, some people say they retire, and Christians don't retire. We just retread. Right. And I'll, and I'll tell you, in my, re- yeah, absolutely. In, in my retirement years, this has, my call to the ministry, it continues through that. There is no retirement. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for me to grow in Christ, to depend on the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me in the counseling with these individuals, to be able to uh, share my faith and have, the, have them hear the gospel presentation. I believe, Jim, and good to hear from you, Doug. God bless you, brother. Um, uh, I believe that the esprit de corps within these businesses has increased the employee retention. It's enhanced the employee's life purpose. We come and we build that friendship with them, and we're like an employee there. And ministering to folks who never darken the corner of these churches in the, uh, the, that I pastored in the past, like we said before, is so essential in their lives. And we're, we're seeing weekly salvation. We're seeing uh, counseling and people turning their lives around in their marriage. Children, I've done p- biblical parenting seminars, and so I work with them and counsel with them uh, on, on parenting and raising children in this day and age, which is a challenge for everyone. So, you know, I encourage um, our good listeners, our pastors who are listening in, our church leaders, and invite them to include marketplace chaplains to participate in their missions conferences mm-hmm. so that we can share right. this on a local church basis because we're strongly local church uh, uh, you know, in all that we do. All right, we're talking about marketplace chaplains today. And here's why. Marketplace Chaplains is an organization that brings the spiritual ministry of Jesus. It brings the ministry of Jesus, the the touching the lives of people that Jesus demonstrated so well, brings it to the workplace, the marketplace. No matter what your workplace looks like, a chaplain 
can become the pastor in that workplace. And what's amazing is that you will see your workplace transformed by bringing in a marketplace chaplain. You know, one of the things that business owners and leaders say that after a chaplain enters their workplace, down the road, increased productivity, retention, and attendance, it impacts them. Safety and teamwork grows. Positive results are seen across the board because people feel loved and appreciated by those that they work for. We've got on the line with us, Doug Fagerstrom. He's the executive president and CEO of Marketplace Chaplains. And we also have a chaplain right here in Tampa Bay joining us, Glenn Pav. Doug and Glenn, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. That's great. Doug, you know, here's here's the question for you. You you run an organization that touches the lives. I mean, this it's staggering when you think about it. But you you are a guy at the top of an organization that eventually touches 653,000 employees, which then when you think of the 653,000 employees and you add families, somewhere in that 2 to 3 to 4 million people range. The people that you supervise touch millions of people every day does does that overwhelm you at all well it it, it can be overwhelming but uh you know our our faith is in a god who's bigger than all of that Mm -hmm. and every day we just get to hear these incredible life transforming stories of how god goes above and beyond what we could ever do ask think imagine so yeah i don't i don't let it overwhelm me but when you hear Glenn's stories and the stories of other chaplains, we're just reminded every day that, that God is really the one, God Almighty is the one who's ahead of us in every conversation, every workplace visit, every phone call that an employee makes to a chaplain. Uh, we're just, just there to respond and be obedient to what God has next. Well, okay, so let's get a little perspective on why you're there. Because you, you were a pastor, you worked at a seminary, uh, you were part of uh, Converge Worldwide, and then you ended up at Marketplace Chaplains. Why, when you when you could probably have gone with that kind of experience, you could have gone anywhere in the world and taken a position with any kind of organization, what was it about Marketplace Chaplains that you said, honey, we're going to Plano, Texas? <laughs> you, you know, that, that is a great question. And, you know, I, I, I think of Simon Sinek, who, who taught us well in these last few years to answer the question why. When I was 15 years old, I was challenged as a teenager by my youth speaker who said, Doug, if you don't go back to your high school and share Jesus, who will? It was that rhetorical question, but it was a clarion call that said, man, I've got to go back and do that. And I was convicted by that, and I went back to my school that semester and led three friends to Christ. And and that same call came to me about two years ago, and, and it was like God saying, if, if you don't bring uh, marketplace chaplains into the workplace, who will? And the answer is no one. But why do we do it? We do it because the gospel still works. Mm -hmm. Jesus is still transforming lives, and we get to be on the front line of doing just that. Well, and I want to talk about that because, you know, we get the gospel is received through a process of relationships. People mm-hmm. right. people very rarely does somebody respond to the gospel when they're getting hit over the head with a Bible two-by-four on the street corner. That's not typically That's right. the method people are going to respond to the gospel. It's a, it, it's a message they respond to when it's delivered in relationship. And Glenn, as a chaplain with Marketplace Chaplains, you've got 
the opportunity to develop relationships with hundreds of people over the period of a month working for those nine or 10 companies as a chaplain. How long do you have to develop a relationship with somebody before you actually get the opportunity to talk about Jesus? Well, I'll tell you, there are five needs that uh, our CEO, Doug Fagerstrom, talked about at the beginning of the show. Five sure. needs, and every employee has one of those that is paramount in their life when I go visit them for one, two, or three minutes at a time, or if I could take more time, a 30-minute uh, time with them because they choose to do that in the counseling situation. The five needs, so physical People have physical needs, they have social needs, they have emotional needs, they have mental needs, they have spiritual needs. And so anyone could be my starting point in building my relationship and trust and respect back and forth with them. And I use those uh, over friendships, over time. Uh, because we continue to go back to them. You know, you mentioned, you know, there's 650,000 employees touched and maybe a couple of million. Well, you know, it's one-on-one, Jim, and and Doug knows this. It's one-on-one when we're Mm -hmm. talking to them, sharing the good news. You don't don't get saved in a group. You get saved one-on-one with your heart, trusting in Christ alone for your eternal life. And that's what we build on any one of those five areas, and then we work and filter through the other areas, and of course, spiritual is the hub of everything whether they see it at first or not well and glenn this is all happening and correct me if i'm wrong through a through a series of one minute 30 second two minute conversations right i mean you don't with the first time you meet somebody you don't get 15 minutes with them do you no, we don't. And we introduce our group to them, and they get to see us, so they get f- familiar with our faces and so forth. But it does take uh, a period of time. I mean, it's six months sometimes before I really can share uh, deep down, or they have a crisis in their life where we're working with them, and we get share the gospel with them. You know, Doug, as you hear, and again, I, I love, Glenn, your enthusiasm. It, Doug, as you hear Glenn's enthusiasm, and you know his background, and he's got a business background, and a pastoral background, and you've got a pastoral background, and as you look at the impact that marketplace chaplains can make, and, and it's I mean, it's great that you guys are impacting the lives of employees in 770 companies, but the impact could be, you know, exponentially so. But a lot of people just don't understand. They don't, they don't understand how a chaplain works. They're intimidated by people saying, hey, you can't mix religion and work. Speak to those people out there that are, that, I mean, that are questioning, hey, can I even bring a chaplain in my workplace? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, the the new uh, chaplain in Washington, who's head of the entire chaplain services of the Air Force, he made a profound statement at the National Association of Evangelicals recently. He he said, of those five aspects of man, the, the, the physical, the mental, the social, emotional, and the spiritual, only the spiritual area of an individual is protected by one of our amendments. And religion is only a delivery system of the spiritual area of a person's life. And and, and so religion's got a bad rap out there. It's got a stigma that relates only to churches and denominationalism, but it's much broader and greater of that than that we're all protected by. So... 
So business owners need not be afraid of it. In fact, we're more protected to do what we do than, than they're protected in providing a, a ball team uh, to get out there and hurt themselves. Yeah, there's so, so much it, misunderstanding it, on the freedom of religion. So I mean, you know, people yep. thought they, 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 well, there's so much misunderstanding. But the bottom line is <clears throat> we put the Constitution in place to keep the government out of our religion. Mm-hmm. And and they've been working on trying to get get into Christianity for the last 250 years. So let me ask you this question, Doug, and it wasn't on my list of questions I told you to ask, but it's not going to throw you too far for a loop. But I got a lot of people listening today that are in retirement. There, I got a lot of people listening today that have thought they were going to pursue the American dream. They were going to retire. They're going to move to Florida. We've got 20 million people live in Florida. And by the way, right now, because of spring break, there's also 20 million people visiting Florida. And and But there's people who are realizing, hey, a life of golf, strolling sunsets on the beach, you know, palm trees and living in a beautiful, uh, you know, park neighborhood, it, it, it's it's fine. But there's got to be more. Do you have a need for more Christ-following retirees to come back out of retirement and get into, as some people say, retirement, phase two, phase three, whatever you want to call it, get beyond their halftime, whatever they want to do? Do you have need for more? Oh, absolutely. Uh, God keeps bringing us new companies with more employees every single week. Just last year, a hundred and uh, sixty thousand or um, sixteen thousand, excuse me, new employees we need to serve. You break it down. We needed three hundred chaplains last year that we brought on board. We're going to need another three hundred this year, and God willing, next year. So yes, we would love to talk to those. Christ followers who are ready to make a difference, have a role of significance in their lives where they just get to go into a company and start by listening, befriending, building a relationship, as Glenn said, looking for those touch points in their lives to be able to share God's love in a non-threatening, non-judgmental way. And then the Holy Spirit opens up the door to share. But there's training for all that, right? Oh, we, we, we will train you like crazy and, and keep the training going through team meetings every month. We have a, a new manual that is available for people to learn the basics, but, you know, it's not real complicated. Uh, they don't need a seminary degree. They don't need to have the Bible memorized. They just need to really love God, love people, and, and know how to make the right connections. But it's really all about learning to be a good listener and Amen. asking good questions. I mean, it's... You know, one of the things that, you know, we, we have kind of a sub-segment of, you know, we got the I work for him crowd, but we have a lot of I retire for him, but what do I do? Because we don't they don't hear about a lot from pulpits about, hey, retirement, it's not biblical. You're supposed to be back in action, but maybe you won't have as much influence, but boy, if you could invest in the lives of people around you and, and invest the wisdom that you've been given, there's so many people out there that has so much wisdom to give. You know, Glenn, as you took on this position, as you said, you retired from a pastor job and then came down to Florida and worked another 20 years. What is the absolute most favorite thing about your job as a marketplace chaplain? Well, 
we have a team here in, in Tampa, a chaplain team, and we're able to be able to uh, share with our female chaplains. And by the way, it's not just male chaplains. We need, as uh, Doug would say, and amen to this, because we need female chaplains, pastors' wives or retired pastors' wives, missionaries, retired missionaries, uh, people who have worked 20, 30 years in the youth department of their church, and they have grown with those kids, and they have a heart for sharing the good news and ministering to them. So females are so important. And so when I, the, the, the great thing about it is, is I'm not going in there alone by myself trying to be the answer man, because I'm not. But, you know, there's a female here that needs counsel, and I refer them to my female chaplain that works here in the same area. And I allow her to build that relationship woman to woman. And if there's another pastor that has, and I've, you, I've done some parenting counseling for other chaplains who say, well, you've got expertise in that area, so we can work as a team. And that team is a team that just continues to use their gifts of all their life. We can't be put on the shelf, uh, Jim. We've got to go out and use the wisdom and the things that we've learned, the hard knocks we've had so that others would learn from that and, and avoid those as well, and the mistakes that we make and so forth. And we've got to build that through the team. And we continue to meet monthly with our teams here in the Tampa Bay area with our dozen chaplains. And the when, we come and back, when we come back, I want to make sure we answer this question because we got a lot of people listening that are going, yeah, my company's not big enough. But I don't think that really matters. How big does a company have to be before they could bring in a marketplace chaplain? Hey, Jim, you said it right. It doesn't matter. I have uh, shadowed chaplains into McDonald's restaurants where they had six on duty. I've walked into fast lube places where there were three. And I've also been in uh, uh, corporations uh, where we served uh, 2,000 in one location. It doesn't matter. And we will respond to any company owner who wants us to uh, care and uh, show compassion to their employees. Doug, when you know that you're going to have a need for another 300-plus chaplains this year, what parts of the country are you guys exploding in the most right now? I mean, is there an area that, that you're seeing the Lord move, and, hey, there, we got a new movement going here? What, what parts of the country are exploding in? Well, uh, it, it's really undefined. It's everywhere, every state. Uh, it, it all depends. And again, we go where God is at work. Uh, I, I, it'd be easy to say major cities, but then when you've got Pilgrim's Pride chicken factories opening up in rural areas, bringing on 1,500 new employees, there we are in the middle of nowhere. And sometimes those are tough places to find find chaplains when uh, you've got two or three churches within driving distance of that plant. And, and so... Uh, it's just everywhere. I wish I could say it was one place that we could concentrate, but we go where God's at work. But that's exciting. See, what you're not saying is that, hey, Jim, the Lord's only working in Portland, Oregon right now, so that's really what You're saying the Lord is moving in lots of places, and I love that Pilgrim Pride thing, because I lived in southwestern Minnesota where, where chicken farms are, and I've seen them bringing people, and it's cheap living, and it, but there is a shortage of evangelical workers, workers that truly want to bring the good news of Jesus. There is a shortage in those small towns across the country. It just is a shortage. That's right. And I I would add one little thing. Uh, Not only uh, people who are experienced 
we need as chaplains, but we need people who speak other languages. Mm. We searched very, very hard in one small rural community to uh, identify a chaplain who uh, speaks Vietnamese. And and we finally found that person, by God's grace. But a, a Vietnamese lay leader now is having an incredible ministry in a company where there are mostly Vietnamese people employed. What other languages are you looking for? Well, again, you name it. Uh, a lot of uh, Hispanic, um, uh, Spanish-speaking people. Uh, we need people who speak Mandarin, uh, people uh, who um, um, are, are speaking uh, most of the Middle Eastern uh, languages, we need some Arabic-speaking uh, folk uh, where companies are employing uh, Indian. Uh, the list goes on. And, and wow. so it all depends, again, wherever God leads us, whatever company we happen to have. If there is uh, a language need, we pray, search, look, find, recruit, train, and uh, bring in that chaplain. And if somebody wants to become a chaplain, how do they do? They just go to the website mchapusa.com and and get a hold of somebody through that, uh, or they can call one eight hundred seven seven five seven six five seven, and we'll connect you. All right, Glenn, don't go anywhere yet, Doug. Glenn, just in thirty seconds or less, why should somebody hire marketplace chaplains and bring them into the business? First Timothy one five. The goal of our instruction is love out of a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Every CEO wants their people to have a good conscience, a sincere faith, and a clear conscience all the way through, uh, demonstrated by love. And that's what we seek to share, to emulate all throughout the uh, employee visits. Oh, that's fantastic, Glenn. Doug, I want to thank you for your leadership, and I want to thank you for the influence that you've got over this country. And, and I just want to let you know that at, and I work for him. We talk about ministries like Marketplace Chaplains all the time, but it's so great to have their leader on so people can hear the heart and the passion. So thank you, Doug, for sharing from your heart, from your passion about Marketplace Chaplains. Thank you, Glenn Pav, for sharing from your experience of in the trenches as a chaplain. Thanks to both of you for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you, Jim. This has been great. God bless you. We all work for him. Yes, we do. <laughs> you know, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, I just challenge you, get out there to, uh, to uh, MCHAP USA, Marketplace Chaplains, their website, mchapusa.com, mchapusa.com. If you want to become a, a, a chaplain, if you want to bring a chaplain into your workplace, if you just want to ask some questions, that's the place you need to go. You'll find phenomenally qualified people to answer your questions this will change your company. MCHAPUSA.com. MCHAPUSA.com. Thanks for listening to I Work For Him. As you listen to us, just know that our workplace, it's our mission field. Some days it's a little rougher than others, but ultimately, I work for him.